What's going on? What's going on, good people? Thank you for joining us for another episode of Build Your Fort. Today, I'm speaking with someone who is near and dear to my heart. She is my broker. She's a mother of four. Matter of fact, she's got twins, five-year-old twins, so she's a busy lady. But she's going to talk to us today about real estate and her role as the first African-American female president of the Atlanta Realtors Association. So I've got Miss Karen Hatcher in the house today. How are you today, Karen? Hey, Matthias. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm super excited to speak with you and talk about your awesome podcast. Um, I love all the topics that you talk about and thank you for having me on. You know, I'm glad to have you on. We've been planning this for months and we're finally here at this day. <laughs> so <laughs> we are. <laughs> I'm so glad to, you know, not only be a part of the Karen Hatchard Sovereign Realty team, but to also have such a great leader that's leading the Atlanta Realtors Association and your 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 nomination and your presidency is historic. How does it feel? It feels amazing. Um, I'm honored to sit in the position. I am thankful and grateful for the opportunity. I love the work that we do as realtors here in the city. I'm excited to be the first African-American president, the 97th president, and also excited to be the first um, African-American on Roverage. Uh, I think it means a lot to represent women that look like me, uh, all people that look like me, um, inclusion across the board, as well as brokerage sizes. Um, you know, being an African-American old brokerage, boutique brokerage here in Atlanta, we have so much inside the city and have been active for so long. It means a lot. I'm super excited. I'm hearing that, you know, there have been so, over the last couple of years, there have been so many people who have entered um, the real estate market as broker, well, as, as agents, and that the Atlanta Realtor Association has grown tremendously over the last uh, few months. Like, how do you how do you even reach out to all of those people and keep them involved and get them involved? You know, the message is inclusion, right? Diversity is about numbers. So to reach our members and get them engaged, it's about ensuring that we are being inclusive of all of our members. That means geographic location. That means people that are in the politics, we're reaching them. That means ensuring that all of our other affiliate groups, like the uh, Asian, the ARIA, which is the Asian American Real Estate Association, Empire Board of Realtors, represents the African American group. That means that the Real Estate LGBTQ Plus Alliance group is represented, as well as NARA, the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals, and the Women's Council of Realtors. We got to make sure that they are all because then we are all. Working together, we understand everyone's issues. We are promoting each other's events. We are supporting each other's events. That's part of being inclusive. That allows us to reach a very wide demographic um, of our members and um, making sure that we, we all know each other's issues. There are housing issues related to all of all of us, all of us. And our members are all over Metro Atlanta, right? We're pulling from South Fulton up to, up to Milton, right? So that's a really wide, those are several municipalities. So to reach all of those groups, to reach all of those um, ordinances and political environments that have housing legislation that affect our industry, we've got to make sure we have events uh, in all of those different locations. We've got to make sure that we're, we have relevant topics um, and that our leadership reflects all of those groups. So um, it's great that people need to see themselves reflected in the leadership. Yeah, that's, right? that's very important. It's very important. That makes them want to be there. That makes them say, hey, you know what? Hey, they are speaking to me. They do want me there. So um, as well as broker sizes, 
Um, sometimes uh, you have some boutique brokerages that may not be involved because they think that they may not have an opportunity to have a seat, you know, with leadership. However, we start to see boutique brokerages like Sovereign, Realty Management, in leadership, and then Pred in the world of pricing of such a large, you start to say, you know what? Let me get my brokerage involved too. Let me get my agents involved. Let me see. Let me make sure they can hear our issues. We have issues that are different from all different brokerages. Broker sizes have different issues as well. And so yeah. we want to make sure as an as a, as a association that we are providing education um, and uh, engagement for all brokerage sizes. So let's talk about that for a little bit. You know, um, besides your dynamic role as president, but you also run your own small boutique brokerage. And you've one of the things that I can tell that your platform is, is about making sure there's affordable housing. And I'm so glad that you've made that one of your mantles and that that's something that you're really trying to stress to all ages that we have to make sure we have equitable housing for all people. But you started Sovereign for a reason. Um, and let's talk a little bit about the name, where it comes from, why did you call it that? And what made you decide to take on the big task of having your own brokerage? Yes, uh, running a business is a big job. And you want to do it right, you want to do it successfully. But I knew that I wanted to create a culture where it was about the person. It was about the team member. It was about the consumer. That's why our mission is to grow love through real estate for one and all, because it starts with the And uh, whether you work for Sovereign or if you are a client that we work with, we want to make sure that not only our team members, but all of our clients are acquiring real estate and growing. And the name Sovereign (laughs) came from, (laughs) honestly, we were uh, were on our honeymoon to Europe and we were traveling. Uh, now husband and I, uh, through Europe being, uh, visiting Versailles and we were looking at the grounds and we, you know, what did Rome and this work Rome? We were just looking at the history and the rich culture and, um, the legacy, uh, how old everything was, um, Rome is where architecture was found. We got these cute, beautiful domes. And so for us, it was about, it was a feeling that it created for us and, um, so the crown is significant because we believe that everyone can create their own state of sovereignty. Being in a state of sovereignty means that you are in full control of your life, that you have the ability to follow your dreams. And I believe that anyone and everyone can create their own state of sovereignty by owning real estate assets. Yes. When you own real estate assets, it gives you the confidence and the freedom to really follow your passions. Because you're not worried, you're not, you're not, you're not as stressed out because real estate grows and it grows in value, especially if you're investing in the, in the Atlanta real estate market, the Metro Atlanta market and inside of Georgia is booming and it's going to continue to, to boom. And that's one of the reasons why I stayed here after graduation, um, was because I saw what was happening with Atlanta. I knew what was coming. I got my MBA in real estate and studies on the future of Atlanta, why Atlanta was primed for growth. But this is back in 2011. And so I am a numbers girl and I got deeply invested into Atlanta and it's all about acquiring more real estate. And I want to teach others and everyone that works at Sovereign to own more real estate, how to own an investment portfolio, how real estate can create that true state of sovereignty for you. That sense of freedom, it is, that feeling is unbelievable. But I believe if more people were owners, they will be able to, they will be happy. So what if the world and people were working or actually following their true passions, right? Yeah. Yeah. What if they really worked in the field that they loved, if they loved working with children, but they were forced to work with children, or if they want to be a writer, 
and they didn't have to be you know forced into not working for money but working for love and working for their passion because they have this state of sovereignty where they're showing up every day with confidence less stress that is that is life-changing and so i want to try to help as many people as possible you know you mentioned that you were on your honeymoon when you came up with you know the name sovereign and i know that maybe everybody doesn't know but I know for a fact that you work with your spouse as well. He's a part of the company. What is that like? Yes. So he owns his own company, but it is a sovereign brand. So how we set it up is he is a special, he specializes in construction and development. You know, he's a a Warhouse grad. He got his MBA and PhD in construction from George Tech. So he's, he's, he's a bit of a construction nerd. I mean, like... And I was a bit of a numbers nerd. And so I'm on the real estate and Wall Street side. And, you know, working with your spouse can be tough. You know, I mean, we find our groove now, but we definitely had to set parameters yeah. around when we talk about business and when we don't talk about business. Um, because when you're doing deals together um, and your differences of opinion, right? So a real estate eye is different from the contractor eye, right? On projects. So it's always helpful when we found it, like, we got to have a designer, right? <laughs> because... He can back me up or the donor can back him up with a third party that can kind of coach between us two because he's looking at it from a structural, you know, uh, safe perspective. And I'm looking at it from a design perspective of what's going to sell right. or a functional perspective. I like to go function first and design. Um, so it can be uh, interesting. We all have to try to stay in our way. There's times when I try to make suggestions and he's like, oh, excuse me, excuse me. Um, this is construction. <laughs> I, get to, I make the call on this one, right? So um, developing those boundaries, which is cool. And then also, you know, once you go upstairs at the house, there's no more talking about business, right? So setting those boundaries too, like, I don't want to be in bed in the project. When is that estimate coming over? You know, mm-hmm. you've got to set those boundaries about when is business and when is not business. Yeah, that is important. Like I have the same problem with my spouse. <laughs> well, because we know real estate, because we love real estate. I tell anybody, if you don't love real estate, don't go into real estate. I mean, it, it becomes your life. And so I could talk real estate all day long. And so I have to, I have to catch myself sometimes and be like, okay, we're at home, we're watching TV. Why is real estate on my mind? And I shouldn't be talking about it, but we, we, we already know that what we got to do, we got to do to make the money coming in. And so it's always on our mind. So not only that, you know, it, I think it's great that you have a one-stop shop and you have it in-house that you can have construction, real estate, management, all those things with underneath your umbrella. I mean, was it difficult for you to kind of figure out the formula for all that? Uh, no, actually, but I'm a very processed person. So my brain works very I like to take things, take in all the information and I can spit out like how it should happen. That's my weird superpower people have told me. <laughs> so people have told me you know, over time and working with them. Um, so when I got licensed, I immediately went into, we were already working in the fix and flip space and buy and hold. Um, and so I knew I was a numbers girl and I went straight into property management. I was already uh, managing for him. And so I started managing for his friends. Of course, friends my age, they didn't have, they didn't want own properties, about four or five years older than me, four and a half years older than me. And so my friends did only his dick. So I started uh, managing for his friends and um, 
knowing what I knowing what I knew about real estate investments, I think that management is that is the core of it all. Um, and because you can make a break on investment on management, and you know, I knew that if we perfected that and we came up with a solid system that um, where the process was clean and and streamless and have the technology in place and really really refine that, then everything else can be built off of that. So once we have the system fully in place and we have software, we have systems, we have all our processes, procedures, then we started adding people and then really focusing on more acquisitions, you know, then extending out the pipeline, right? More acquisitions than from fix and flips, we moved to new construction. So we started building new construction and then for sale. And then now we're doing new construction for rent and new construction for sale in larger boutique multifamily development. So I'm just, I believe in strategic growth. Um, and not fast growth, I like to layer on things. See, I started the company in 2008 and it's now 2022, right? So it's, it's, we're 14 years in and yes, we could have done this 10 years ago, but I want smart growth. Right. I want all my clients to make money. I don't want to grow. I didn't want, I did at the time I didn't want to grow too fast. Also having a family was important to me. So to do that, I think you have to do, you know, timing. Right. If I decide to have a family, then I can't grow my company at the same time. <laughs> so at that point, it's like, let's stabilize the company, make sure we're, we're, you know, really doing a great job of, you know, hammering this core competency that we have. And then once the kids are a certain age, we'll start to expand to the next phase. So um, being strategic about that, because um, that matters, you know, how do you get everything you want in life? How do you, because there's, a, a, you know, unfortunately for women, there is a time window. For having yeah. children, so it, that was planned. We're like, okay, we're at this time and period in our life. Here's what all our business. We knew that we want to have kids. Okay, we think we want to try and start having kids this year. We came up with it, you know, like, okay, let's maybe let's, two years or three years, let's do this. And so we did that, and it was kind of like we made sure some things were stable. We made sure some things were replaced. He was home school. You know, it was a lot going on, and you have to be strategic yeah. about your personal life as well as your business because as an entrepreneur. They run together. They do. They affect. They they affect each other, and so you have to be strategic about. It. So yeah, let's let's talk about that family, family, <laughs> entrepreneurship. You're juggling it all. Um, you've got a set of twins. You've got, you know, two other kids. I mean, how 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 is it for you as a mom? And what are some of the pain points that you hear from other entrepreneurs that are mothers? And what advice do you have for them? So, you know, as a mom, you've got to be uh, with young kids or with any kids, period, young kids particularly. Um, you got really organized. I use Google Calendar. Each one of my kids has a color-coded calendar. Um, I treat their lives almost like a business in terms of setup, right? So, like, if they have school functions or parent-teacher conferences or, you know, this is crazy soft day, or this is Steam Day. Like as soon as that email comes through from the school, I immediately put it on their calendar, and it's color coded. Um, and then, or if it's, this is a testing day, they're doing testing or math testing for Georgia. That's on the calendar. It's color coded. Soccer practice is color coded. Soccer games are all color coded, and the locations on there. My husband has access to that calendar, so if he's responsible for soccer game setup, he's going to go through and put all of that on the calendar on their calendars, send me an invite and then put the locations to make it easy. Dentist appointments all on their calendars, right? So they all have separate calendars, color coded, 
I also have a personal calendar called Code. Um, that allows me to look at my calendar in totality and kind of play in my life, right? So as, as uh, meetings come up, I can look and say, okay, great. No, you know, that's not going to work. Kids are out of school that calendar each year. I go through a color code for the entire year. What's happening? Um, if there are any events on my board meetings that I'm on, all of them are color coded on my calendar throughout for the rest of the year. Um, I also have a calendar that I share with my, uh, my spouse where we have weekly meetings for our projects. <laughs> we have our weekly project update meetings and investments and what we're working on. And then we also have, you know, if there's dates, date bites and date lunches and date dates, we put that on the calendar as well. Well, you know, you got to put those on the calendar for sure. You know, do not mess around with your date nights. No, <laughs> people quickly get on the back burner, right? Because time just goes and you completely forget about it. I mean, and, you know, that happened to us for a period in time where it was like so much was going on. It was like, gosh, what's the last time I'm going to do? Wow. You know, and then I'm still incorporating date dates. You can do lunch dates and um, Saturday afternoon dates. It doesn't always have to be a nighttime day. So depending on what's going on, you can alternate between daytime dates and nighttime dates. Sometimes it's even easier to schedule a date. It's true. But you make you make it a priority and you definitely incorporate the family into your business world as well, which I think is very, very important. You know, some of, the, some, some of us are, as entrepreneurs, we spend so much time trying to uh, grow the brand, grow the product, grow, grow whatever it is that we're trying to grow that we forget that there are actual real little human beings that are running around the background. <laughs> You've got kids or you have a spouse or you just have to make time for self to be able to decompress and get your life in order in your mind so that you can relax. And you can be better for your business, be better for your family. I think that is so important. It's so important. And then if you have an opportunity for them to see the fruits of your labor, you can bring them along. Uh, my kids were there at my installation. When I got installed uh, in December, it, it, I was like, you guys are going to miss school today. And we'll move to attendance me one time. But I was like, you guys are not going to be in school today. And I'm like, why? Because you got to come see mommy get installed. And what I realized was that for my eight-year-old, not only were my five-year-olds really excited, but my eight-year-old, she was just like, she knows what I do every day. She was in awe. You know, she knows what I do every day, but to see that and to see and feel the energy and love in the room, she was so proud of me. And I was so excited to be able to share that moment with her because I know she understood. Um, and she found there was a newfound connection with her. Mm -hmm. And so be able to connect with her on that level and, even the conversations we have now are different. Um, she's been walking job sites since she was two, right? I mean, two months in my little carry, you know, and shredded paper at the office, you know, all that stuff, you know, so to her to kind of see that, I definitely, definitely try to incorporate as much as possible. Having them see before and afters of projects that we're dealing with all, so they can see and understand. Most definitely, yeah. That I mean, let's talk about that Black girl magic. She gets an opportunity to see what's happening. And I call it the, finally, the year, the decade of the woman that we see so many prominent African-American women who are killing it in all industries. So, you know, I'm in all of you as well, because I know that you've got some projects that are coming up that are really going to make a difference to entrepreneurs and people who are looking for places to live and work. Um, I know that there's only so much you can say, but if you could tell us just a little bit about 
um, what this project is going to do for that community. Thank you so much. Um, I am really excited about the projects we have coming uh, at Sovereign. We seek to provide housing as developers. Um, it's all about adding inventory to the market. And, you know, we get to decide as developers what that want to add. Uh, if we want to build luxury, which we have, we, Mike and I built luxury over the years and um, sold those. And, um, but we also see a need in the marketplace for a product that is for the masses. Uh, so we produce development housing uh, projects for the masses, as well as affordable housing development projects. We've got several land positions are under contract and developing right now um, in Metro Atlanta. And we're super excited about them. And one in particular, we're waiting for final part of the final view phase, but um, we won't come. So we're hopeful that the uh, municipalities will move quickly into permitting because it's been, I think, 11 months already. 11 months. 11 months. Got to fix this permitting process yeah. because that gets to housing inventory. We've got to reduce the project life cycle so more units on the ground is the only way prices are going to come down. So, any government officials, if you're watching, I know I talk about this all the time, but we need your help in producing perfect times or inventory on the market and available for us to purchase, which will then start to give buyers a little price relief on uh, relief on price. Yeah. Take some of the pressure off of pricing. So um, enough on that soapbox with that. But uh, yes, yeah, so this particular community is uh, a live-work, affordable housing community. Uh, that we are developing in conjunction with our development partners. Um, it will give entrepreneurs and buyers an opportunity to, if they have a business, to purchase a live work townhome in Metro Atlanta, where the bottom unit is a commercial space. The next top floors, which you can actually close those doors, but there's an actual commercial space on the bottom. And if they have a business, this allows them to operate their business out of that space and they control the rent, right? Because it's the mortgage and they own it. Yeah. So imagine for a small business to be able to purchase a unit at an affordable rate, which means they have to make under 120% of AMI in order to even qualify as a buyer. And if they have a business, they cannot operate that business without the pressures of increasing rent from commercial developers if they have to run a space. That is so exciting to me and I can't wait till we are able to full press release for that, but you were the first one that I've spoken to uh, publicly about this development. So that's because I just love you, Lindy, and I'm so excited to join Sovereignty. Uh, but it's, I, we're looking to do more of that throughout Metro Atlanta, and it's a way to build. I appreciate that small scoop. Um, look, I'm, I'm all about the entrepreneur as well. So being someone who also does commercial leasing for my clients, this is a game changer in the city to be able to purchase at an affordable rate, your own commercial space and be able to live upstairs. I mean, there's, it gets no better than that. And when this is, you know, released and people realize where this is happening, we're not going to have a problem selling these units whatsoever. I'm, I'm excited to see what type of businesses are going to go in there. And uh, just, um, it's just really cool. I think it's Create some really cool. Thing. That's for sure. So, Karen, as we end out our conversation today, again, thank you again for taking the time to talk to us. You know, what do you want to leave us with 
you know, for up and coming entrepreneurs, those that are out there on their grind, they're trying to grow their business. What advice would you give them? Oh, the advice that I would give upcoming entrepreneur is to find out what you'd love to do. Own some real estate. Call one of us a sovereign <laughs> to help you own some real estate. Because that'll give you the freedom to follow your dreams. Um, I honestly tell you, uh, anything, no matter what it is, college tuition, you name it, it will help you find a way for real estate to help you succeed in life and your financial goals and business. Um, but find out what you love to do. Uh, find out what the world needs. Um, make sure that people and, and that people will pay. It's something that people will pay you to do. And bring all of those together are going to be successful. But it all starts with uh, owning real estate. So please buy more real estate. Need assistance? Call Lithius. Call me. Sovereign. We can help you follow your dreams. It's not as daunting of an experience as you think. It will change your life. It has changed mine. Um, yeah. I've changed for other people. Um, so we can, you can do this. Can do this even as a single mother or father or a person with no kids as a young person. Um, it's just, it's serious. And um, you can totally do this and we can help you. And um, let's go, let's say the course, the market, you can succeed in any market, even in any market. So, look forward to talking to you. And thanks so much, Lemmy, for everything. And excited to uh, keep working with you throughout the years. You too. I am so glad that I'm over at Sovereign now. And I appreciate the opportunity. And um, I look forward to doing many more big things with, um, with you and the team. So, thank you again. My pleasure. Bye, y'all. Bye.